0: We are in part two of a series, uh, a series called The Matter of Quitting. It is so addictive to quit. Quitting is addictive. Um, If you've ever quit a diet, let's say you miss the first day, and then it's like, well, I might as well miss the second day, and before you know it, boom, we're eating Cheetos. Uh, If you ever decided to work out, and then you miss a day. And it's just like, oh, I'll hook it. Uh, It's so easy to quit. It's so easy to quit. And and the matter of quitting is a a very uh, real issue when it comes to our personal walk with the Lord, uh, spiritually quitting. Because you can continue to attend church, but spiritually quit at the same exact time. You can do it at the same exact time. I'm going to get to that in a minute. But in the meantime, I want to talk about this rock that I have. Uh, this rock is from the Valley of Elah. Um, and uh, I have a friend of mine uh, that went to on a tour in Israel. And um, in the Valley of Elah was where uh, they believe that um, David slay Goliath. And there was a whole bunch of rocks uh, on the floor, on the on the on the not on the floor, on the on the ground in the valley where they were. And, and the tour guide said, "Do not take any rocks. <laughs> if everybody took a rock, we wouldn't have any rocks." And my friend was like, "Yes, sir." <laughs> came back and brought me a rock so I feel real good about it because I have a rock from the brook the same rock that or or same brook that David used when he used when he grabbed five smooth stones to knock down Goliath well I've got one from that brook and uh I'm I'm very thankful that he chose to cheat and lie and break the law all that (laughs) But anyway, um, one of the cool things uh, about this rock is it reminds me of there were three different divisions within the military, if you will. They didn't call it the military in the ancient days. They called it an army. But there was three different divisions. There was the artillery division, uh, and these guys were hand-to-hand combat, face-to-face, uh, swords, daggers, shields face to face and they were the artillery and then there was the infantry division these guys rode horses, they were a whipping and a riding they, they rode horses, they were up in a chariot which that would be my job if I had to pick one nice and high and ride real fast and then there was a third division called the Slingers, not to be mistaken with Swingers. They were <laughs> I said that joke in the second service, and I told myself, don't say that in the third. I couldn't resist. But but these guys would uh, take a, a slingshot, it wasn't like the ones that you and I grew up with when you pull it back and let it go. It, it was, they, they, they went like this. And they could literally, there's, there's medieval paintings inside of caves. You can look it up on the internet. Um, where people are aiming at birds. Knocking them out of the air with their slingshot and a rock. And what I like about David's mentality is he grabbed five stones... Put him in his bag, and uh, he was ready to go. It only took one stone to knock down Goliath. He had four other in his pocket. I've always wondered why he had the four other, and then I kept on reading the Bible, and it come to find out, Goliath had four brothers. True story. Uh, just in case they wanted to come running out, I got fun. Pam, 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 pam. Peace. <laughs> just ready to go. But the thing I like about the slingers is is there's always rocks. There's rocks everywhere. I got there's rocks everywhere. And and I'm not about to quit. I can pick up rocks all day long. I will throw rocks at you forever and ever. I'm always there's always rocks. Slingers never quit because there's always enough rocks. And And I want to talk with you this morning about the mentality, the attitude of just never ever quitting. And I'm not talking about hobbies, I'm talking about your personal pursuit to the Lord. And when I talk about the personal pursuit, I'm talking about two things. Number one is exercising your faith. Taking a personal responsibility to exercise your faith because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. And so when your faith is low, you back up and say, I am going to make my faith stronger. I'm not going to just wake up in the morning and have awesome faith. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it stronger by exercising it, reading the word of God and listening to somebody talk about the word of God. So there's exercising it. And then number two is expressing it, talking about it. And, and people who don't exercise it or talk about it, they've quit. That's right. They've quit. And, and Jesus talked about uh, two guys who quit. In, in Luke chapter 10, verse 20, the, the popular well-known parable goes like this. Jesus replied with a story. A Jewish man, look at the person next to you and say, Jewish man. A Jewish man was traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho. It was about a 17-mile trek. And he was attacked by bandits. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him up, and left him half-dead beside the road. By chance, a priest came along, but when he saw the man lying there, he crossed to the other side of the road and passed him by. A temple assistant... Walked over and looked at him there. But he also passed by on the other side. Then a despised Samaritan came along. And when he saw the man, he felt compassion for him. Going over to him, the Samaritan soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine and bandaged them. Then he put the man on his own donkey... And took him to an inn where he took care of him. The next day he handed the innkeeper two silver coins telling him, take care of this man. If the bill runs higher than this, I'll pay you the next time I'm here. See, our faith does not stop with observation. Expression is mandatory. See when when you and I say that we believe in God we have to accept the fact that we are representing God we're representing him when people look at a Christian they say, well, I guess all Christians are that way. People have a tendency to do that. They shouldn't lump us all together just by the reflection of maybe one bad apple. Just grab, you know, pay attention to another apple. Um, but we've got to accept that responsibility. Uh, it's, it's interesting on, on why this priest and this Levite ignored a man that was in pain. Why didn't they help? Why didn't they reflect the belief that they had? And I've thought about it. I've thought about it all week long. And and I, I've come up with this inclusion. Of course, I'm spitballing. I didn't tell the story. Uh, and, and I wasn't there when the story was told. But I do know why people have a tendency to quit. Sometimes a, a, a priest or a Levite or a Jim, a Bob, a Lisa, when you have your own problems, it is very difficult to take care of someone else's problems. When, you have your, when your world is being held together with duct tape, super glue, and a prayer, it is very difficult to say, I am going to bring somebody to church this week and, and, and I am going to share my faith with somebody. It's very, very, very hard to do. I've mentioned this before that the reason why God does not take us to heaven today, believers, today, you and I, today, is because He needs you to tell people about Him. There is no other reason you and I are still here. No other reason That is the only reason why you and I are on this earth. Because we can do everything else in heaven. We can worship in heaven. We can praise in heaven. We can even give to God in heaven. The Bible says that we're going to take our crown off. And we're going to give it back to him who's holy. The only reason why we're here. Is so that we can invite people to church and tell people about God. That's the only reason why we're here. But why do we quit and, and not do that. It's very hard to prioritize that when you're trying to take care of your own troubles. Uh, my wife is is back from Vancouver. Allie, would you stand up and wave at everybody? She's, she's been to Vancouver and back and to Vancouver and back. I don't know how many times she's been up there, but every time she's gone up there, she's, it was with a one-way ticket because uh, she didn't know when she was going to be home. Her dad has been fighting cancer for the last year and a half, and, and uh, she wanted to make sure that every minute of his last and final days, she was going to get as much of it as she could. He passed away a little over a week ago. That's the bad news. Um, the good news is is that many of you prayed that he would give his heart to the Lord. And he did say everything we needed to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, The other half of it, more bad news, is now we're having to cope with a loss. It was pretty cool, sweet, and precious that Allie was able to whisper into his ear I'll see you soon. Um, It's not goodbye, but it's it's goodbye for a long time. Yesterday was Allie's birthday, and it was the first birthday that she's ever had where her dad didn't wish her a happy birthday. And so things are a little bit hard right now. Um, He wasn't a good grandpa. He was a phenomenal grandpa. So the kids... Uh, they're having a hard time. And when they catch mommy crying, catch her crying, she, she really works hard to hide it, but um, they start crying. So we're kind of in a rough patch right now. Many of you have been there. Uh, I'm just going to tell you that over the last 10 or so days in the Mazapeka household it hasn't been the number one priority to invite people to church. Um, sharing our faith with somebody has not been on the radar over the last 10 days. And why is that? Because when your own world is being held together with prayers and duct tape. It's very hard to care about someone else's. And I can't help but to wonder if it was the priest and the Levite, if they just walked to the other side of the road because they just said, look, my own world is falling apart. I, I can't take care of yours. Uh, maybe that wasn't it. Maybe they quit in that moment because um, they were the kind of people that they are all in for God as long as they're in the temple. (laughs) I know we don't know anybody like this. (laughs) But as long as they're in the temple, they are all in. But when they're outside of the temple, they're one of those like stealth believers. Nobody knows it. It's like, (sighs) it's quiet. And and I I don't I don't fault the levite and the priest for that. I understand because if they are public about what they believe on a Monday when they show up on Tuesday those people are watching. And if you go public with what you believe, now all of a sudden people are watching. And maybe they were the kind of like, I don't really need all that pressure. When I see a neighbor on the street, I don't want to make it awkward. Are you with me? I don't want to make it awkward. I want to say, hi, hello, how's the kids, how's the dog? Awesome, cool, all right, uh, awesome, all right, cool, all right, bye, ciao, Mwah, see ya. Hey, you notice seeing the Cowboys, oh, they're winning, Texas, are winning. <laughs> You want to keep it at that surface level. You don't want to go public with that. And maybe that's why they didn't. I don't know. At the end of the day, they quit. Jesus brought uh, a few points up. While he was was teaching, this, this guy in the crowd raised his hand and said, You're telling us to be nice to our neighbor, but who exactly is our neighbor. I think it was because he was like, I don't want to be nice to people I don't have to. (laughs) Have you ever met somebody you don't want to be nice to, right? It's like, I don't want to waste my energy on a person I don't have to be nice to. (laughs) So Jesus said, okay, this is who your neighbor is. And he told him the story we just read out loud. But it's so interesting to me because if I would have been telling the story, I would have, I would have told the story like this. Okay, there was this dude who was walking down the street and he got mugged and the dude is laying on the ground. This other guy came walking up and he saw the dude on the ground. That's how I would have told the story. Jesus put some extra effort to mention his Ethnicity extra effort to mention his background and their race. So odd to me. That would be like me telling you a story that sounds something like this. I was at the mall and I was ordering uh, cheese fries and this Swedish guy comes walking up to me. And so I started talking to this Swedish guy and and I was ordering my food from this Brazilian dude and then this Italian guy At some point, you're like, dude, enough with the heritage, right? It's like, you don't have to tell me he was a Swede and Italian. And then there's this guy from India. I don't care where they're from. Just tell me about the cheese fries. Jesus made it a point, and, and the reason why he made it a point was Jews and Samaritans hated each other. The more they spat in each other's face, the better they were doing. They hated each other. And he's showing kindness, and I believe and here's our first point that sharing our faith is always going to be uncomfortable. It is never going to be comfortable and it is never going to be convenient. And I just want to say this. If you and I are ever going to be the person, ever, ever be the person, where we tell somebody about God or invite them to church, it will never, ever, 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 ever be convenient. And it will never be comfortable. Ever. And so... Um, Let me move on and and mention this, that um, the the most awkward invitations will always be your family and your closest friends because uh, they know us. It's easier to invite a waiter or a waitress to church than it is your brother or sister, isn't it? It's just awkward why they know us. And they know, oh yeah, you're a church guy. I know, I know, I get it. But I'm just going to say this. My daughter Presley came up to me two weeks ago before her grandfather made that decision. She had tears in her eyes and she says, I want to work for a church one day. And I said, why is that Presley? And she goes, because I don't want anyone in the world to have to wonder if their grandpa is going to go to heaven like I am right now. And she started crying. Let me tell you this, if you don't get your family in church, ASAP, the day they go to heaven is going to be a surprise. The day they die is going to be a surprise. It's not planned. The day they die and they don't go to heaven is not going to sneak up on them. They know it's coming, but they don't know the day and they don't know the hour. We've got to invite them as uncomfortable as it is. Um, the good Samaritan came riding up on his donkey, and so uh, just work with me here. He, he's riding down this road, something like that, and and he sees this guy laying down. <laughs> decision to make. In order for me to help this guy, I've got to get down off of my donkey and get down where he is. If you're taking notes in the church app or on paper, we cannot help people if we continue to exalt ourselves above them by not Getting into their world. And and what I mean by getting into their world. And I'm not going to be able to talk to everybody uh, right now. um, Because not everybody has this particular gift that I'm going to talk about. And it's because you have a different gift. Which is cool. God made us all different. But, But some of you have a gift. That when you look at someone's face and their eyes and their voice tone. You can tell that something is not right not everybody has that gift that person is going to see a hundred people that day and not everybody is going to be able to know instinctively there's something wrong here so if you have that gift I just want you to know there's a responsibility that comes with that gift. Do you stop and get into their world or do you look at them and go, that's more crazy than I want to deal with. <laughs> I, don't, I, 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 don't, I got my own crazy. I got my own. I'm, and you just pretend like you don't see it. You just keep moving on. It's incredibly tempting. When you see somebody that you go, man, I don't know if they have a church home. I don't know if their heart, when they're sleeping tonight, I don't know. If their heart were to stop beating tonight, where they would be, and we just keep moving along. Friends, I got to fight this too. That's why I can talk about it so easily. And crawl into their life and say, how are you? Uh, What's fascinating is uh, the Good Samaritan, verse 34, went over and soothed his wounds with olive oil and wine. Now, I like this. Uh, And he wrapped him with bandages. He he gets down there, he gets off of his donkey, and he grabs a bottle of Chardonnay. (laughs) It says, look, man, this works for me. I got some Merlot over here. It works for me. And he just starts dumping it all. And then I think the Samaritan may have had just a little bit of Italian in him because he takes some olive oil. You're going to smell like garlic, but you'll feel better when it's done. A little bit of Chardonnay, a little bit of olive oil. How's that feel? Talk to me. Talk to me. How's that feel? You know you like it. You know you like it. Rub it in, rub it in. You like The women will love it, just trust me. Rub it in, olive oil, put a little garlic in that mess. And he begins to, listen to this if you're taking notes, we have to care enough to soothe their wounds. Soothe their wounds. You know... Um, with the people that are in your life, your friends, you you know what they need. I don't know what they need. I, I don't have the background. I don't have the relationship. You do. To soothe their wounds. But this is what's fascinating, is, is that he takes the guy and, and lifts him up and he puts them on the donkey. Just stay right there. Just stay right there. Just hold it. Just and the guy's just hanging on the donkey like this. Come on. He's the donkey, so they're kind of a pain in the... So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Jesus. He pulls the donkey, right? He pulls him and he starts pulling the donkey. The guy's just hanging on. And he pulls him. And he starts taking him to this inn. To a hotel. And and he, he brings the guy, lifts him up. Ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding, ding. The bells are hitting on the door. Ding, ding, ding. Drops him on the counter. Ding 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 guys laying on the counter Ugh, I have no idea what's happening manager comes out of the back and they know each other They know each other because the Samaritan knew that this guy is not just an innkeeper. This guy knows how to heal wounds. See, you and I can soothe wounds. But there's only one man who can heal wounds. And that's your next point. We've got to bring people to get healed you and you and I can connect at Starbucks and we can talk over the phone and we can say hello to each other and bump into each other our neighbor when we're getting our mail and they're getting our mail and and we see each other and we talk to each other we connect for a few seconds and they feel good they feel like we connected with them we soothe that moment but we can't heal them but watch this we know where they can go and who they can meet who can heal them because we walked through those doors one time and He's healed us before. Yes, Has, have you ever... I could be talking to the wrong group of people. Have you ever come before God before and said... I don't know what to do. Did did He take you from that point so tenderly and carefully to to a place of strength? No, you're, you're not as strong as you want to be, but when you look back on that season, you back up and you look at that season that almost killed you? That almost broke you when she left, he left, they promised they wouldn't, they did anyway. That job was awesome and it got pulled out from underneath you. It, it, that's, that's the season I'm talking about. And God just somehow, some way, just tenderly got you to where you are today. You, you know, I know I'm not talking to everybody. I'm not an idiot, but I'm talking to somebody. You know where the healer is. Yeah. You, you know where it is. You know that the church is where the presence of God dwells. You know, you know where to take people. The, the, the Samaritan could only do so much. She knew where to take them. I know, I, I, I can't heal you, but I know who can. Yeah. And then this is so fascinating. He, he reaches into his pocket and says, hey, I know this is going to cost some money. I'm, here's some money right here. And, and if it costs more than that, I'll give you more. Here's the last and final point. We need to care enough to pay the bill. When I stand up here on Sunday and I say, it's tithing offering time at Celebration Church, everyone. Put your hands together for that. If you're against, don't grab your purse, don't grab your wallet. We're going to pay the bill. This place isn't paid off yet. Anybody want to take care of that? <laughs> Anybody want to take care of that? 40,000 square feet. Actually, 47,000 square feet on seven acres. Yeah, the bill's kind of thick. But if you're a guest here, we, we got the bill. We're taking care of the bill. You just You just stay here. You just block everything. You don't have any responsibilities. See, you, you just I know you're trying to figure out if this is the church for you, but just for a minute, just get all get, get rid of all that. Just say, I need a healer right now. I, I need a healer right now. Put this together. Put this together, put this together. Put you see this right here? That there's nothing in there. That's a problem. <laughs> you, you ever pray like that before? Look at that! Right there, there's supposed to be money in there. There's nothing in there. <laughs> the 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 Samaritan did three things. Number one is he invited the wounded man to an inn. Number two. He didn't just drop them off. He actually engaged himself in the process. He didn't drop them off and said, All right, take care of that guy. No, no, no. He said, We are in this together. Here's, and I'm going to give generously. He was engaged and he gave. So he he, he invited, he engaged, and he gave. And if you've been coming to church here for the last few weeks, you've heard me say this here at Celebration Church. We do the exact same thing. Number one, we invite all week long, Monday through Saturday. So we're, we're looking for people. We're looking for people. We're looking, 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 looking. Because here's the deal. If the enemy has his way, you will be successful at everything else except for that. He doesn't care if you make a million dollars. Who cares? I would talk to Lydia. You're so awesome. Lydia, would you stand up and just turn around? I'm going to embarrass you right now. I'm going to embarrass you, girl. I'm going to embarrass you. Turn around and just wave at everybody. This girl here is going to bust heaven wide open. All right? You can go ahead and sit down. She saw me before service today. And she goes, I'm so disappointed in myself. I said, why? She goes, I invited somebody to church today. And I should have invited them to the 830. I tried to get them to come to the 1130. And they had a massage. And they picked the massage. (laughs) She I should have been brought into the 8.30. She goes, I bring somebody, watch this, every week. And you know what? I have seen it. Oh, she goes, I bring somebody every single week. And I don't have anybody this week. This is how, this is how I live. I get disappointed in myself. I'm the senior pastor. I ought to be smoking Lydia. And she's smoking me. And it's not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. It's not cool. This is public embarrassment here. But then the engagement side of it, don't show up and... and, and, I don't have time for this story, but I'm going to give it anyway. When I was growing up and going to church, we used to show up ready for rock and roll. I want to see the choir blow the roof off. They used to sing a song, I will dance like David dance, And you are not allowed to sing that song unless you dance like David dance while you're singing the song. Yes. Anybody grow up like that? We will dance like David dance, And I'm telling you, every single person in the whole church, out in the aisles, down here dancing. And if there's no room to dance, you run around the sanctuary. That's how I grew up. Anybody grow up like me? Some of you are like, oh, this, this isn't where we're going, is it? <laughs> I'm telling you, it, if, if you didn't come down to the altar at the end of service to pray, the altar would come to you. Yeah. You think I'm kidding. They would go just like this. I see you, sir, right there in the white shirt. And I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Am I telling the truth? Yeah am I telling it raise your hand if I'm telling the truth you grew up like that too you don't come down here I'll come out there nobody's safe <laughs> this church right here it, th- this is play church uh, I grew up in church <laughs> I gotta have this out <laughs> wave <Waving> it around <laughs> wipe my hands church this is pretend church (laughs) pretend church we would show up on sunday morning ready hit me baby show up sunday night hit me baby we even had wednesday night three nights a week hit me and there was we had four times a year we had revival that means every night and, and, and you're gonna say to midnight yeah. see i'm already yelling just talking about it. It. It, it we would show up ready to receive give it to me baby give it to me i, I don't want us to have a church like that Where we show up and we're like give it to me i'm ready give me a good song give me a good message I, no. We want to be like the Good Samaritan who said, I'm in this thing with you. I'm in this thing with you. If, if you call celebration your home, you're allowed to sit here and receive just for a little while. A little, a little while. And then we need you to go ahead and be a part of it. Usher, greeter. I've had a hellacious week this week. I can't wait to go to life group so I can tell the guys about my week. You, you need to be in a life group? Or you need to help us make this service happen? Or both? Oh, yeah. Children's ministry. Put, hold some juice, my God. <laughs> Offer some cookies to somebody. We know them are Them, 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 them people out there are angels with those cookies. But but we got to be engaged. That's why I got you holding that card. You need to check life groups or engagement or something. and, And hand it to an usher on the way out. Can we all stand to our feet for me, please? Would you bow your head and close your eyes? I'm talking about inviting people, engaging people, giving generously, but all of that is second, third, and fourth place to where your heart is right now. If your heart were to stop beating in the next five minutes, are you 100% sure you know where you'd spend eternity? If the answer is no, I'm not sure. Do you want the Lord in your life enough to raise your hand right now? I don't want anyone looking around. Just raise your hand right now and say, that's me, I'm not ready. See, hands are going up all over the room. All over the room, hands are going up. As an outward expression of surrender, can we all just raise both hands? Let's invite the Lord into our heart and say, Dear Jesus, Jesus, I'm I'm sorry for my sins. Would you please forgive me? Come on, church, let me hear you. Please forgive me. me. I want you to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I I need your mercy and your grace. grace. In In Jesus' name. Amen. Keep your eyes closed and your hands raised. The Bible says in Psalms 56, 9, that every time you pray, the tide of the battle turns. There's many of us in this room that you got a, a major concern, a worry, a stress, a problem. I want you to bring it to the Lord right now. Yep. I want you to just whisper it to Him. Not loud enough to where the person can hear you, next to you. Not that loud. But I don't want you to just think it either. Sometimes we think our prayers, and that's good. But I want you to actually say it with your lips. I want you to whisper it. What exactly you want the Lord to do for you. And ask Him to get involved. And I want to tell you. He relishes in these opportunities and these invitations. There's no official dismissal. You can leave whenever you want to. But the worship team is going to sing. And I want you to just enjoy worshiping Him and talking to Him. And when you get ready to leave, you can. Be blessed in the name of the Lord.